Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Julie Antonic. She is the owner of Art Tonic, also an artist, actress, and playwright at Prison Performing Arts and recent TEDx St. Louis speaker. Yay! <laughs> Hi, Julie. Hi, Mish. Oh my gosh. So first we have to just say she drove three and a half hours to be here today. I am completely honored that you would do this. Um, but you do have good people in St. Louis to hang out. So I'm happy about that part. Absolutely. Um, but thank absolutely. you. Thank you for driving in. And that was a big commitment for undoing the TEDx talk. It was a busy year. Yeah. I um, got married. I found out that I was doing TEDx. I got diagnosed with melanoma, which I'm free of now. Oh, but it all just sort of happened at once. Oh, holy hell. So it was a busy it was a busy year. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, good on the melanoma yes, thing. Yes, Yay. Yes. Um, but then with, okay, so then marriage, which let's talk about because you just shared with me before we went live. So those yes. of you that got, well, but live people got to maybe see it, but <laughs> tell tell us the, the story of the potential last name. Oh, okay. So um, my wife and I got married this summer. It was it was great. We live near a lake in Blue Springs, Missouri, Pretty. and we both sail. So we have a little, um, we have a, a little 50 year old boat, sailboat, and we belong to a little yacht club, which sounds so pretentious, but it's the least, least pretentious yacht club <laughs> in the world. It's $50 it. a year per family and you All don't right. have to own a boat. Oh, okay. So it's cool. super, super, the yacht super, super club. But, you yeah. know, you can be like in, at the yacht club. At the yacht club. With lobster, darling. <laughs> it was fabulous. <laughs> so we got married there, and um, we decided that we are going to combine our last names. So her last name is Barton. Mine is Antonic, and we are going to combine our names to be Bartonic. Bartonic. Yes. I like it. I'm feeling a song with that, too. Why am I? I'm obsessed with this name. You, okay. Be careful. Before you know, <laughs> okay. I'll be calling going, I made a song. Please do. I love it. I love it. Okay, so got married. Then these weird TEDx people. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so love it. It's been a goal of mine forever. It was amazing, right? I mean, it's it really is an amazing process. But talk about your talk. So, um, well, number one, I've been a fan of TED for forever. I've always loved their talks, and I've always found ways to like. When I'm talking to people or meeting someone, like be like, oh, did you hear this TED Talk? You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that means so, you have a super curious mind. You're my favorite kind of person. Aww. So, yeah. So when I started um, participating in prison performing arts, I was like, there's got to be a TED Talk about this because it's such a positive um, community of people right. and organization. And I was like, wow, that we've got to share with this, like this amazing organization. Um with, with the world, you know? Yeah. So um, it took me a few years to really hone in on what exactly I wanted to speak about. And um, the timing was right. And I was so excited when I found out. And it was just the most amazing experience with incredible people. Oh, my I gosh. Know, we have got volunteers that every other organization on earth would love to have, right? Because yes. our volunteers yes. are so passionate and dedicated. Um, 
you know, our big thing is, is that we get to showcase people from our area that are doing amazing work. And what you are doing is amazing. So talk about what is Prison Performing Arts. So Prison Performing Arts, it's been around for over two decades. It was started by Agnes Wilcox. And it is an organization that brings um, the performing arts to prisons and juvenile detention centers. Right now, we work in three adult prisons and four juvenile detention centers. Okay. So what is really amazing about our organization is that we not only have this great opportunity for the arts while people are incarcerated, but we also have um, an alumni company. So after somebody is released from prison, then they can join the alumni company. Oh, cool. So I, it's just such an amazing group of people that have all been in like in my shoes, right? Or, right. you know, in each other's shoes. Right. They've all navigated reentry and done really well. So after I had been with the alumni company for several years, I looked around and I realized that statistically four out of five of us should be back behind bars, but I didn't know anybody. So statistically, it's something like 83% of people that get released from prison go back to prison within nine years. Right. And I looked around and none of my friends in this organization, I I couldn't even imagine them going back. Yeah. I mean, because... I mean, come on. That is just, that's incredible right there. What an amazing statistic. And then what does that say about the arts? Right. Not only about the arts, but about support after community release. Yeah, right. Right. And and I love that they they have the after release, you know, portion as well, because this is, in fact, I talked about this on my last podcast, and this is kind of a big thing with me lately is being a responsible creator. Mm-hmm. And and part of being a responsible creator is if you're going to create something, think it through to the end. Because what would happen if it's like, okay, you're in prison. Okay, you did performing arts. Okay, goodbye, good luck. Right. And then right. there's like not that additional layer of support. That support isn't going with you out there. Right. What would happen? Right. That support is so integral. Um, you know, we we have great volunteers and stuff at our organization. We're lucky like like TEDx St. Louis yep, is. Yep. Um, in fact, um, uh, Steve Knight is also. Um, yes, he is. Yes, Steve Knight, who's on our speaker committee and also one of the people that brings amazing speakers to us. So, yes, he's yes. he's he's on the board. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we have this wonderful group of, of people that they're just not sitting in meetings on the board. They're showing up to all of the events. Um, I am an artist. They buy my work. <laughs> they are and they're there to show support, to to call, make phone calls, just just support in any way possible. Right. And right. that's that's so important. So um yeah, it's just it's really, really wonderful. So the the really great thing was that I realized we're not the only organization that does this. Okay. So I started looking around and there are quite a few of them. Not nearly enough, right. but there are quite a few of them in the United States and even abroad that that does this um 
that continues the the arts after confinement into reentry. And every single one that I found, the recidivism rate is almost next to nothing. So wow. Yeah. And so then within like okay, so how does like do you just present this to all the people that are in the prison and say, anybody want to sign up and can anybody sign up or how does it work? So um, you, it's, this is actually a great thing too, because um, when you're in prison and you're participating in prison performing arts, you can't go to the hole. You can't be doing bad things that cause right. dis- yes. disciplinary gotcha. like, actions. Like you have to, this is part of this is you need to be a model prisoner. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, um, yeah, there are sign-up sheets and everybody is welcome to to join. And they try to make a spot for for everybody, basically, that, okay. that wants to be because involved. Because they may not be performing. They may be doing something around to support the performance, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. Correct. And then what kind of what what kind of performances do you guys do? So traditionally, it's been Shakespeare. Okay. Um, but Prison Performing Arts, um, especially the alumni company, has really had a focus lately that we are writing all of our own work. So, um, oh my gosh! A couple years ago, two of our alumni wrote Elsinore. It's a prequel to Hamlet, and it was our first full-length production. Oh my gosh! How and cool! Yes, yes. So, um, there's um, actually one of the writers for that is also one of the writers for just a recent production that they just did a staged reading of called Heavy. Amazing playwright. Oh so, my gosh! It's a lot of fun. How yes. cool! Yes. All right, and so this is what. What are you doing with all of this right now? So um, I have had my hand in some play playwriting. Mm-hmm. So several of our um, performances, I have written different pieces for, and then um, done acting for as well. So even though I live in Kansas City, I'm still <laughs> very, very tied to St. Louis. Involved in St. Louis, <laughs> exactly. I love it. Um, I, oh my gosh, Julie, this is so cool. All right, so. Let's talk about art tonic. Let's talk about that, that sure. part of your life. Sure. So um, I, I'm an artist and I just, I love to paint. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I wanted to do something with it. So I started painting and started art tonic and mostly do sailboats. I do do some pet portraits as well. But okay. I love sailing and... Um, that's what most of my focus has been. So, so before we started the podcast, you shared with me the whole sailing thing. Yes, and um, and so you you decide you were in Chicago. Was that it? I was in California, California, yes. and you began with the sea. And um, <laughs> yes, and you you decided you wanted to learn how to do sailing, even mm-hmm. though, like me, you have an issue with navigation. I'm terrible yes. at navigating, but. I love that you just went in for it. And so that's where it all started. You learned how to sail, and now this is this big part of your life. Yes, yes. I absolutely love it. So it's kind of a funny story. When um, I was living in California, I really wanted to sail. And um, I took sailing classes and everything, got my beginning sailing certification, bought the exact boat that my um, my instructor had, okay, which had no motor, which I later found out was 
people just don't like have sailboats without motors. I thought it was just totally normal. <laughs> I would not know that. I, I thought it's a sailboat. You don't need them. You just right, need sails right, and wind. Right. <laughs> I, when I asked my instructor, he was like, people sailed for thousands of years before motors. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Right, right. right. So I thought it was totally that normal. It came from so. faraway lands. Right. And, you know, I mean, I don't know that all of them made it, but okay, I'm with it. You know, I'm thinking so, yeah. nowadays you maybe can call somebody. Right, right. <laughs> hey, I'm in the middle of the ocean. Got you where? <laughs> Can you can you find me on my phone? Can we find you on the phone now? Is that possible these days? If you have um, the, the Starlink. Starlink. Okay. Yes. All right. Cool. Yes. Wow. So that's got to be a must-have now for being out there sailing. Well, it's it's kind of expensive, but there's so many other Iridium Go and and different um, apps and stuff that um, okay. are okay. Wait, this, educate me on this. Oh, so I, you sign up with one of these. To services. Get the okay. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. All right. What can I ask what the cost looks like on some of these? Oh, well, I know that the marine package was five thousand dollars a month. Ooh, How however holy heck. right, right. Who can afford that? Yeah. So um and I only speak from watching a lot of the channels on YouTube. Okay. Um, yeah, as we um, do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so a lot of um sailors would get the R V Starlink navigation. Ah, until okay. they kind of got privy. There's not RVs in the middle of the ocean, right? But I think that they had the high cost because of the super yachts and stuff. As far as I understand it, right? They are still allowing them because they know how fast you're going in the ocean, and sailboats yeah. don't go very fast, right? Exactly. So, so they're allowing. They're, they're I think like, they're we allowing get them, it, which is a couple it. hundred dollars a month. I think. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe some people have like a chitty chitty bang bang RV or something that can float. Uh, who right. knows? <laughs> right, like one of those ducks, like yeah, there like you Wisconsin go. Dells ducks. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. So that is really interesting because. Um, because I know, I, I believe, I'm correct in this, I've never been on a cruise, but I believe that there, I mean, there was a time I know when people were like, I'm on a cruise, so you cannot talk to me. But now it seems like you can talk to people on cruises. Yes. Yeah. In fact, there's a channel that we watch that they cross the Atlantic Ocean and every day they were putting like um, episodes in real time of their crossing every oh, single cool. day. Oh, fun. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. You are you've got so much going on. Okay, so let's talk about the painting then. Like, um, it, how, how do you decide this is what I'm going to paint right now? Like, do you, do you just like get up and go, today I feel like painting a sailboat? Or how does that work? <laughs> um, well, most of my inspiration comes from Sailboat Cove, okay. which we live very close to. It's on Lake Giacomo, um, which is just outside Kansas City in Blue Springs. So a lot of the boats that I paint are um, paintings of my boat or our friends' boats or inspired by them. Okay. Um, my favorite thing that we do every year as part of this very non-pretentious yacht club is we have a raft up and everybody ties their boats together and then we watch like the fireworks and stuff. Oh, fun. And it's really beautiful to see all these boats and what With a great community. And, yes. and how fun. Yes. Oh, I yes. love that. That's so cool. And there is something about being around the water. Yes. You know? And the people are so, so, so kind. Yeah. Um, they 
we, we have to rely on each other. Yeah. Right. right. You know? I lived uh, on a lake for yes. a while and I felt that same way. I'm like, there's something about this lake community. Um, and we were the same, like, you know, it sounds so pretentious living on a lake. I'm like, it was $150 a month or a year for our right. whatever fees. And right. that covered snow removal. And well, the reason why it did is because people volunteered to do that. There were like the, like, there have been families that had lived on that lake forever and they volunteered their time to keep that lake clean and running well. And, you know, and it was, it, that says a lot about a community. It does. It does. So are there sailboats? Were there sailboats on that, that lake? Not a lot of sailboats. This one had a lot of pontoon boats. Um, I had kayaks oh, and then, nice. and then I had, nice. uh, what do you call the, the paddle boats? The yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, there's a workout for you. Oh, and so yes. we had those kind of things. And the thing I remember that was crazy about living on a lake, well, one, you really have to learn how to deal with humidity, water and mold. Like that's a big thing, oh, right? Yes. Like that's, yes. that's, it's way different living on a lake than other places. The right. other thing, um, was that big open space just the winds would get fierce, fierce, fierce winds. So there'd be times where like a huge paddle boat would like bonk on top of, you know, go in somebody else's yard, you wow. know? I wow. mean, it was, whoo, but, um, wow. but I did love it. And I remember having experiences of, of going out in my kayak when it was really foggy and just uh-huh. like being where I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see any, anything, no trees, no shoreline. And I would be like, I could be anywhere right now. I could be in the middle of the ocean, you know, cause yes. it's just fog. And yes. it was, it was just fun to be a part of it. The fog is my favorite. Yes. So I told you earlier, I have a, a little drone that I love to do photography and, and videos with. And, um, my favorite videos of all times are of Sailboat Cove during the fog. It's yeah. just so oh, beautiful. Cool. And you're a cloud person too. We talked about that. Am. I yes. am so cloud. And where I live, you know, I mean, I have this huge expansive view of the city. Oh, and nice. I mean, oh man, I get, I get lots of cloud view and oh. then also amazing storm views. Oh, My nice. place is like the place to be during a lightning storm because it's just fabulous to watch that. Yeah. Wow. Oh really my cool. Gosh. Yeah. I'm some, I'm a total sky. My head's in the sky half the time. So <laughs> mine too. It's all good. It's all good. Everyone's all like, get the feet on the ground, get the feet on the ground, ground yourself right now, Mish. Um, so I am going to purposefully um, mm-hmm. tell people that they have to wait until your talk comes out because I know there's a big question in everybody's mind. Why was Julie in oh. prison? Oh no, we're not telling you. You're going to have to wait <laughs> until the talk comes out. We're editing it as of this time and this recording, we're still editing the talk but they will be out. Keep an eye out on TEDx St. Louis. We'll announce when they're all up. But I want people to make sure to watch your talk because it is an amazing talk. Thank you. And let's Thank just like so much. give them that little like, you got to wait. You got to <laughs> wait for it. Um, okay. So I want to ask you some fun questions. Sure. Well, first, tell everybody where they can learn more. For, let's talk about where do I get tickets for prison performing arts? And then sure. also where do I learn more about Artonic? Where can we sure. do that? So you can go to artonic.net is my website. Um, That's two T's, Art. Tonic. Arttonic.net. Um, and then actually um, Altitude Video Production is our new sort of drone aerial cinematography. Very cool. Thing. So we, we have a channel on YouTube now. Yay. Um, but Prison Performing Arts can be found on our website, Prison Performing Arts. Um, just do a web search and you can find it. So we um, you can buy, or actually I shouldn't say buy, 
almost all, I believe, our performances are all free. Really? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Um, almost all. Um, okay. Especially in the prisons. Okay. Um, the the ones that the alumni company, they're um, they're not much at all, if if anything. Um, and um, if you do want to see a performance in prison, which I highly, highly recommend, wonderful experience. Um, there's a little bit more than that goes into it. I was just going to say, wait, yes. there's something here we need to know. Because it's not like you just can sign show up, up and show right, up. Right. Yeah, yeah. So there's a form that you have to fill out. They have to do like a little a background, background check. check. Yeah, that right. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sure. sense. Sure. How interesting. So the closest to St. Louis, where would I go? Um, oh, gosh, I believe Bowling Green. Okay. Um, All right. So I was in Vandalia, okay, um, which is, uh, gosh, a, probably a couple hours away, gotcha. um, maybe an hour and a half. Um, but yes, and then actually, our juvenile detention centers here in St. Louis also have performances. Oh, cool! Yes. All right, that is so cool. Yeah, I just when you were saying, I was like, I bet you there's like more to it than just hey, I'm showing up and sure, sure. yeah, it's not a big deal. It doesn't cost any money or anything. You just have yeah. to fill out a form and they approve it, and then you can show then you up. You get to go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you, Julie. That's amazing. Okay, so my first question for you because yes. all right, you talked about sailing yes. as a skill, but if if you could right now, if we could instantly give you a new skill, what would it be? A new skill. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It can be anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I would say to be able to, like, really navigate um, a great big sailboat and bring all of my friends sailing with me, Ooh. like, on an ocean, you know. Oh, yeah. Do, like, a passage the, to the BVIs. Oh, or, my gosh. That would be so much fun. Yes. That would be a lot. Yes. It seems like a lot of work, but... Fun work. So much fun. Yes. Oh my gosh, to be out in the ocean. I yes. love the ocean so much. We love it. <laughs> all right. Okay. Now, I kind of did a little bit of stalking. Of, all right. That's okay. Can you uh, can you say something in Persian? Um, salam. <laughs> How do you have this Persian thing going on? So when I lived in San Francisco, I went to college out there. And many of my friends are Persian. And they... I had taken French when I was in grade school. Okay. And for instance, merci mm-hmm. is the same in Farsi as it is in French. Okay. So I would hear them talk and it's such a beautiful language. And I would say, what What are you saying? And they they would say, oh, it's, we're just talking in Farsi. And right. I'd say, but it's so beautiful, you know? So I um, had cassette tapes that I would listen to. Oh, in my cool. car. Yeah, because that was the way we did it back then. Right, yep, yeah. right, right. Um, and I started um, learning Persian, and I, I talked like maybe a toddler. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's okay. That's yeah. fun. I mean, it's still really, really cool. So what did you, What? where did you say? Oh, so, salam, like hello. Hello, hello. okay. Um, uh, Choda hafez means like goodbye, like I'll see you later. May you be safe oh, until the next time I see you. I love you. that. I, yeah. I love when you look at the languages and what that really, because like meaning. you think about for Spanish, like adios is like go with God. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's very similar. Yeah. Yes, it's a lot yes. more than goodbye. You know, it's right. like got this like so much really beautiful meaning. meaning behind it. And yes. Oh, 
How yes. cool. <laughs> All right. So I thought that was so cool. I'm like, Persian? What? I got to ask her about this. <laughs> um, okay. So this is all about kindness and you yes. are kindness plus Aww. with everything that you're doing. And I love what you, I mean, I just love what this is. So it's such a beautiful story. You you have this amazing, beautiful story that you share on, that you shared on our stage that just, it, and then like where it ended up, I mean, doing what you're doing now is just incredible. So Tell us a kindness that you've either, you've given, you've witnessed, you've received as of late, just something top of mind. So I was adopted and recently found my birth family. Really? My mother comes from a family of 19 children. Oh my gosh. I... Um, I had a wonderful upbringing. My mom and dad were amazing. I, it gave me like an I, ideal childhood. Right. But I always wanted to know if I had like a brother or sister out there yeah. or somebody that looked like me when I gave Who birth did to I my come twins. from? That whole curiosity thing. Of right. course. My twins were the first people I ever could look at and say, oh, we look alike. Oh, like, yeah. We have the same okay. eyes or whatever, right. you know. So I recently found my birth family, and I do have two half-brothers and a half-sister. And now I have, like, hundreds and hundreds of people that I can look at as cousins, aunts, uncles, being from, you know, with my mom or my birth mother being from 19 children. So many. Children, my word. Very Catholic St. Louis family. I can't even imagine. Same mom and dad. Oh, my gosh. So... When I met them, which was just recently, I was so scared, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to not only be telling them that, you know, well, I'm a lesbian and I've been to prison. Yeah, um, I've got a lot, it's a lot, a, lot yeah. to share that I don't know how it's going to land on you, you. Right. Yeah, exactly. And wow, they have all taken me in, like, just, it gives me goosebumps. Oh, it's just been so, so wonderful. Cool. So this was really recent. Yes. Well, yes. you also, like, put in there, oh, I'm a TEDx speaker too, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. That one you got to be really curious about. Um, oh, my gosh. I, that's so cool. So they have been so kind to me. And um, so... One of the youngest uncles, um, actually, I believe he was the youngest uncle. He recently passed away. But before he did, I had the wonderful opportunity of meeting him. And he gave me the biggest, oh, my gosh, it's going to, gave me the biggest hug and just said, gosh, I wish we would have found you sooner, you know. Oh, Julie, that's so beautiful. uh, So it's been amazing to not only have been, raised with a wonderful family. Right. Um, that, you know, is, is my family. Though. Right. But now have this like extra bonus yeah. family that's huge, huge. And it's so lovely how you're, how you are like bringing this all into your life in such a graceful way. Aww. That's just really beautiful. I love that because, you know, and I mean, did your adopted, did your, your family, family, adopted family, did mm-hmm. they, were they kind of like, about you doing this? I I think so. They knew that um, it's something that I had always been curious about. Right. So I I have to imagine you have to be really curious about it. Sure. I mean, you know, I I, I would be. Right. 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 And there is, you know, like as we get old, like I've got two brothers and as we get older, it's interesting because I can see different family members in them. 
You know, right. like my one yeah. brother will do a certain look. I'm like, oh, that looks a lot like grandpa. You know, it's just so right. interesting, right? Yeah, and to never have had that and now to go to, to see a family reunion you. and be like, oh Can my gosh. imagine if your mom's from 19, the family reunion, I mean, do it's they have huge. to like have a, their own convention? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's insane. That is amazing. Yes. That is a family that you can't possibly remember everybody's name. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very difficult for it's, me. Yes. <laughs> who are you again? Oh, oh my gosh. I love it. I can so tell much. that we're related. Yeah. I, we look kind of, but who are you? Aren't you? Which one do you belong to? Oh my gosh. Right, that's gotta right. be crazy. Everybody has to wear name tags. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen name tags being worn before. Yes. I yes. love it. Well, Julie, this is, oh my gosh. I'm so glad we did this. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I so am much. so happy that I got, cause this is one of my favorite things is to get to know people even better through a podcast. And I'm crazy lucky to just be surrounded by super kind people. So it's really easy for me to find guests. <laughs> this is a great, like a, a great gig you've got going. It's I mean, fun, you get right? to meet the coolest people. I like, know. You've had some wonderful shows. I mean, yeah, it's been really fun. I mean, you know, it's so, it's like when people are like, why do you do your podcast? I'm like, because it's fun. Right. And I right. get to meet cool people and I get to have these amazing conversations and part of a big part of what I feel life is about is you got, you got to have fun. You got to make yeah. fun moments because there's a lot yeah. of not fun moments. So balance that out. Well, I am so honored that you had me on the show. I really, really Yay us, right? Aww. Yay. <laughs> oh, thank you, Julie, so much. Thank you so much. And everybody out there, you've been listening to Mishmash Podcast. Go be kind. And yes, I promise you, her talk will show up. We're in editing and all that good stuff for TEDx St. <laughs> Louis. So give us time. But thank you, guys. Have a wonderful everything. Be kind. <laughs>